We're back. Welcome to the Novelty Podcast. I'm Mar. And you already know me, okay? I'm Sadie. If you're a real one, you've been listening to this podcast, you know our names. But we're saying it because if you haven't, welcome yes. to the best podcast you will ever listen to in your Amen. life. Amen. Actually, it. I mean, we hope it is. But you guys, this week we're doing another EBTB. And you know, you know, if you are a Trader Joe's girly, that is a play on words. That is a reference to everything <laughs> but the bagel, okay? If you know what this is, then you should be a real one. And honestly, it is for the girls and girls only. Amen. Joel also told me, if you guys listened to the last episode where I talked about like the NFL terms, um, he said I said it wrong. No way. He said I said- You gotta eat! You better eat! <laughs> he said, no. He goes, what I say is- you better feed that boy the ball because he needs to eat. And I literally was like, that's virtually what I said. Is that what you said? No. Oh, wait, I've got something. Okay, what do you have? So I was talking to Hunter the other night about how previously in one of our podcasts, how you mentioned that like you were talking to um, doing some girl math for Joel about how like I'm basically, wait, because you're 27. You're 26 right now. Am I? Yes, I am. You're 26. Yep. And you're like, I'm basically, you said I'm, I'm more 27 than I am 26. And Joel Amen. said, you can't be more of something that you're not. And I said, well, actually, you are that because technically you're in your 27th year of life. And Hunter goes, that makes perfect sense. <gasps> Hunter gets girl math. I know, girl math. But then I felt so stupid because I thought I had this mind-breaking thing where I was like, no, but like, don't you get it? Like, like when you turn 27. You thought you were cracking the code and he I was did. like, that's very basic. Yeah, well, oh, I, wow. I literally thought like when you turn 27, it's because you already completed the 27th of your life and you're on your, like, you're technically on your 28th. And he goes, no dip. He's like, when you turn one, it's because you completed one life. Not because I was like, no way. Mars Lily, like, I am literally Einstein. And Hunter's like, um, babe, that's like, very that's common. How it works, wow. Anyways, I was just like, wow. Do you know the best thing I saw too about girl math that what? I will literally use forever and always now? Is I was like, it's this meme. I think I posted it today where I literally was like, it's the amount of books that I don't oh, buy yeah. is so less than the amount of books that I actually do buy Amen. that I'm literally saving money. You are saving money. I'm saving and dollars. saving trees. Yeah. And Joel literally would like hyperventilate if you heard that. He'd be like, <laughs> you have bookshelves <laughs> of books. Like you're not doing anyone a favor. Oh my gosh, you need one of those bookshelves where it's like, it's like um, built in and you have like the ladder. It's so tall that you have to go back Don't even talk forth. to me. Literally, I have a whole Pinterest page of just, I will have it in my home one day. I don't necessarily need the ladder situation, but I want the floor to ceiling. But I can see you in your cottagecore dress getting 100%. up there. And, Bell. and just like slide. <laughs> oh my gosh, one of my friends, she sent me this thing and it was like, oh, I'm going to butcher it. Never mind. We're not. Like, okay. It was like a whole thing about like Bell and about, um, yeah, we're not. Gaston? Plotus, do you think Belle could really actually read? Or was she just doing that so people would leave her alone? No, 100% she could read. Why do you think Who she taught could? her? Because her dad, because he was an inventor. He, so he yeah. was. So what he. he that doesn't he, mean he was illiterate. I think, like, because he was an inventor, I think he would be able to read. That's my opinion. Oh. That's my hot take. Well, I just made that thesis up on my own. Oh, look at you go. Okay. <laughs> well, one thing that's not silent in this podcast. This book we're talking about is called The Silent Wife. Okay, yes. so though we might not be silent women, we're talking <laughs> crap. We're, t- <laughs> we're talking mad crap right now. Um, it's this book. It's called The Silent Wife by Carrie Fisher. Over half a million copies sold. Blows my mind. And it used to be called The Secrets of Second Wives. I've never heard 
of another of a book changing the title. And I also never heard of it changing a title like so poorly. Yes. They should have kept the first one. It's like the secrets of second. I need to know. If I saw a book that was the secret of second wives, I'd be like, I need to know about the first wives too. I want to know it all. But to be honest, like the, the title to me was a turnoff because we just read The Silent Patient. Now yep. you have The Silent Wife. And there's like 500 books called The Silent Wife. That's actually so true. We were texting about like the book. And like, which we're like, one? Which author? Because <laughs> there's so many written. So she should have kept it. I don't know what they were doing. I mean, obviously they did something right though because it sold a half a million copies. So... Well, how do people know that that's what it was previously called? And did it come out as Secret Second Wives and then she My changed it? My guess is it went into like the editing process and then they changed the title along the way. That person should be fired. Fired. Honestly though, Mar, they probably shouldn't because literally again, it sold over half a million copies. So it's but done very well. How many more well. could have it sold? <gasps> Ooh. Because like the fact that people hear the first title and been like, oh, you should have kept it that. Like so great book, but like, you know. That's true. I mean, I want to know all about the Second Wives. And we get to hear a little bit about the Second Wives in this book. And I will just want to put a little, like, note out there that mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher, she studied French and Italian at the University of Bath and spent many years living in Spain, Italy, and France. Okay, so this woman is very studied, well-read, well-versed. She's traveled, lived around different places. And then it says, after returning to England to work as a journalist, she eventually abandoned real-life stories for the secrets of fictional families. So I just feel like that's interesting that she, both of um, the last EBTV that we did and this one are authors from UK and they just have a different perspective. They're set in different environments. So that that was very interesting. And it kind of gives it away with some of the characters' names in this book. So Mark, tell us a little little bit about what this book is about. Yeah, I'm going to read the description for you guys because when it comes to everything but the book, we want to just give it to you the way they tell it. So it says this. It says, Laura's life looks perfect on the surface. Gorgeous, dating husband Massimo. 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 He's massive. (laughs) Sweet little son Sandro and the perfect home. Laura knows something about Massimo. (gasps) Something she can't tell anyone else or everything he has worked so hard for will be destroyed. His job, the reputation, their son. This secret is keeping Laura a prisoner in her marriage. Okay, that's real spooky season. We should have been reading this last month. Amen. But then there's more. (gasps) Because we have Maggie. Maggie is married to Massimo's brother, Nico. Okay, so we have Massimo and Nico. Yes, Massimo and Nico are the brothers. Okay, okay. And she lit. Okay. Maggie is married to the brother Nico and lives with him and her troubled stepdaughter. She knows all of Nico's darkest secrets, or so she thought. One day, she discovers a letter in the attic which reveals a shocking secret about Nico's first wife. Will Maggie set the record straight or keep silent to protect those who she loves? For a family held together by lies, the truth will come at a devastating price. Yikes. So literally both of these women are married to two brothers. They both have tea in their own lives. Yes. But from what I understand, these two girls are not friends. No, they're not. They don't like each other. Which is unfortunate. I think it seems more that Laura, which um, this just in from our person on the side, letting us know that we have been saying the wrong name. It is not Laura. It's actually Laura. Wait, Laura? L-A-R-A, Laura. Laura. Not Laura. Okay, Laura. Laura. Yeah, Laura. Edit that. Yeah. Laura. Laura. So anyways, thank you, person on the side, for letting us know. (laughs) The way you're like literally (laughs) speaking to the ear, like calling in like, this just in. Breaker, breaker. (laughs) 
Yeah, but I think I think it's more Laura does not like Maggie because Maggie's apparently dated. No, that's opposite. Maggie does not like Laura because Laura's dating the more um, handsome man, Maximo. Which, okay, I just absolutely think if you are married, dating or married? Married. Okay, if you are married to brother, right? And then you have a sister-in-law married to also brother. You guys are not allowed to sit there and talk about which one's more attractive. Yeah. That's freaking weird. Yeah. But I think this was the thing back then because remember we read that last book where she would just be looking out the window of the other person's like husband and be like, mm, is he ever going to cheat on his wife with me? Even though she was married. I just, that's so bonkers to me. I mean, like, I just cannot fathom, like, even vocalizing that. Like, no, it's like the person you're married to is the hottest person alive, period. That's done. Other people can be attractive for sure, but you can't be like, wow, yeah, you got the more handsome brother. What? Yeah. Yeah. Insane. So it's crazy. Yeah, they don't seem to like each other because she's got all these secrets and she thinks that, um, she thinks that Laura doesn't have any. Maggie thinks that Laura's just living her perfect life over there. Which we all know that- Everybody has things in their life that they're dealing with that nobody knows about. Like everyone has struggles that they're going through. Everyone has things that they wish weren't happening that are happening. So I do think that this is an interesting point in this story of like that you might be looking at someone thinking, oh my gosh, like I just would kill to have their life. Like I would love to have those circumstances, those situations. But behind closed doors, you have no idea what's going on. Sure. I have a question for you. Yep. I want to know what you would do. So Maggie, she's the second wife okay. to her husband, Nico. Okay. Nico is a widower. He okay. So he there wasn't a divorce. His wife died. Okay. And she struggles in this book with feeling like she has to um, one-up his first wife. Like oh. she's not as good as his first wife. And my question is like, how? Like, what do you think you would feel if you married someone whose wife has died? Do, do you feel like you would be like, feel like you're in competition? Because she didn't do anything wrong. And technically, that was the love of his life, and you are the second wife. Dude, I think about that all the time, actually, where I'm like, if I if Joel passed away, I would not recover. Like, yes. I just literally don't know if I could ever recover. Yeah. Ever. And then at the same time, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like, if I died, I would never want Joel to be like, Alone. alone for the rest of his life. Like, that would make me so sad because yeah. I care about him so much. Like, I would not want that from him. But it's like, I cannot ever imagine like caring about someone more than I would care for Joel. Like even if he passed away, yeah, like for sure. I just can't fathom that. So then thinking about like, if I met Joel and he had a wife that had passed away, like I would just need to know, I guess it just depend on like where he was at in his life. Like how long for had sure. it been since the passing? Like you just have to be so secure. And I guess what your... Um, relationship was and how you felt about each other and like the connection that you had because I feel like it would be so easy to get be insecure honestly and get in your head about like he didn't choose me originally like he chose someone else but I you see and and she is gone like yeah but he's choosing me now, like at the stage he's at in his life now. For the, it just would make me wonder, like, are you doing this because you're sad? Are you doing this because you love me? Yeah, for or sure. like, yeah. I think that's it's such a unique situation because I feel like if it was me, I would think that like, <clears throat> obviously, like you would rather have your first wife here because nobody like she died. That's crazy. I would want you to have your first yeah. wife here. Like, yeah. bring her back. Yeah. I'm fine with stepping <laughs> She's back. Like, never mind. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But I think it's also a unique and loving way of like, yeah, my wife passed, but then you came along, right? Um, and you made me feel better and, you know, whatever put me back to pieces. And y'all, this just reminds me a little bit of The Golden Bachelor. <gasps> oh, 
Stop. I have been binge watching it. I'm actually going to go home after this to watch the, the finale. I don't know if it's the finale, but one of the last I episodes. I think it's like Fantasy Suites, right? Have, yeah, have like they go done home. Fantasy Suites yet? What's that? <gasps> you don't know what Fantasy Suites are? Well, right now we're on the episode. There's ah, you three people left. For a treat. Okay, so they haven't done it yet. So basically Fantasy Suites in the regular Bachelor is where they basically get an overnight with the person. That's what they're about to do tonight. Ah. No, they get to meet their family. They're meeting their family. So that's hometowns. Oh. That's what's called hometown. So then the next episode, it's got to be um, Fantasy Suites. No But way. it's the only time. Basically, it's like people joke about it. They're like, okay, they're boinking. Like they go yeah. in there, cameras are gone. But most of the people, like the contestants that have come out and done interviews afterwards have been like, no, honestly, by the time the cameras are gone, it's like midnight. Yeah. The cameras are back at like 7 a.m. So literally they stay they up sleep. the whole night and talk. Oh. No, they literally like, this is the first time the cameras aren't in their face. Wow. So they actually get to be like, okay, quick, like tell me everything. Like wow. they, it's the first time that they get to like feel what that person's like just the Without two of the them. cameras on. So I'd be curious for the Golden Bachelor. Listen, y'all, I gotta say this. This is Hunter and I's favorite new show because it, I love this because I can't watch the other... I think they're interesting, but they're just a little too sexual for me, a little too inappropriate for me to even sit there and watch with my husband. So I don't always do that. So what we did... Like, this one has so... Like, it's so heart-wrenching because... This guy, he lost his wife. And he's like, he literally cries so much throughout it where he's like, and all of them do because they're older women who never thought that they could ever find love again. And so they're not here like the younger kids that were like, what if this doesn't work out? I'll boink the next person. But if this doesn't work out, you become like social media influencer. Yeah, they don't want that. Every single one of them is like, I cannot go home. This is my last chance at love. I'm 80 some years old. Like I don't have another chance. Hasn't been working anywhere else. And he literally is like, he'll talk about his wife so much where he's like, she was the love of my life. I have not dated anyone since there. And this is hard. But I'm then, like in tears. I just thinking about that. I know. But then he connects with these other women who are like, no, I get it because we lost the love of our lives. Like we wish they were still here and they'll be crying together. And it's just so romantic in a way where it's not depressing. It's like they love each other and are holding each other in a way of like, you get my pain. I think too, if it's mutual understanding like that, it's got to be the best feeling in the world. Like yeah. I think that's you couldn't get in your head if you guys had both lost that person. Well, he, I think. Oh, he complimented someone in a way that I was like, would this like if the, if Nico did this to Maggie, if he said you were like, I see so much of my first wife in you. He said that to someone, and they started to cry because they had lost their husband, and they thought that was such a great compliment because I was like. Oh, yeah. you loved your wife so much. She had so many good qualities. And you see those qualities in me. I remind you of her in a good way. I feel like, but I would, does it feel like it's it starting could, to be competition? Right. It could be a little something there where you're like, wait, are you seeing me for me? Or are you seeing like what you wish your wife had still and one of been the around women in me? kind of looked like his <gasps> first wife. Whoa. And I was, at, he sent her home. Oh. And I was sad. But at the same time, I was just like, I feel like, it would be weird to go home to your daughters because he has daughters and be like, this is my new wife. And he's like, <gasps> dad, like that's, a, that's a copy and paste. But it's so cute because his wife's name is Tony. And he's like, it's just a cute name for some reason. I love it. And he's just like, Tony, like, I love you, Tony. It's just sweet. But it was like, I just, it just kind of reminds me of this because like, Obviously, this isn't like um, loving. They're all they're in like mess ups relationships, and something brings these two together. The two girls, the two girls together, Maggie and Lara, and we we don't know exactly what it is, but it makes me interested. Honestly, I think this is another win for an EBTB. I think we might have to read this one as well. I really want to. I really think we should, guys. Let us know if you are interested in us breaking down the silent wife for you, and we will not be silent about it. 
No. We'll be very vocal. We'll shout it from the freaking rooftops. We'll be very chatty if you would <laughs> like us to. But guys, let us know if you are interested in us and reading this book. But I think we should, Mar. I'm feeling like we should. I'm doing it. It's kind of a little, it's a little interesting. I'm, I'm excited. And then also we have to, you have to tell us next week what happens in The Bachelor. Yeah. Bachelor. Oh my gosh. I would totally you tell you. You need to do a little update for yes. us. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.